welcome to episode one of an as yet unnamed new podcast with your hosts, Jonathan Eaton, myself. And how do you want to be introduced? Because you just changed uh, your name. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess we can go with Becca Eaton. Becca Eaton. That sounds That's crazy. That's legally your name now. Uh, yeah. I have no documentation to prove it yet. Not yet. But. Maybe, probably by the time this podcast <laughs> yeah. comes out, you will. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. So a couple of things. If you're listening <laughs> to this, you probably already know us. Probably. Yeah. yeah. But if you don't, we're uh, husband and wife. Barf. <laughs> um. We are two of the co-hosts of This is 65, the podcast, with our other co-host, Chris Zaleski, who is not here. We're married. Mm-hmm. We've been talking for a while about doing an episode of This is 65, the podcast, where it's just the two of us, yeah. like, drunk, yeah. essentially. We're like, let's do drunk spouse cast. Yeah, that spouse was cast. I- spouse cast. That was the idea. We did it once before, where Chris wasn't here, mm-hmm. and we just did spouse cast. I forgot that that actually happened we, once. We did that. Because we've talked about it more often than we've done it. Yeah. We did it. It was forever ago. And then, like, mm-hmm. I think the next episode we did, you were in Boston, and it uh-huh. was just me and Chris, so we called it Mancast. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't listen to it. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so here's here's the deal with this podcast that we haven't named yet. We don't know Movie what the name club. is. Movie club. Film maybe. school. One of those things, maybe? Or maybe something <laughs> better. Who knows? We, it's Sunday. We got drunk. And, but, like, yeah. but while we were getting drunk, we watched 2001 A Space Odyssey. And as we were watching it, I, mm-hmm. like, we, I don't know, like, we broke for, to make dinner. <laughs> and, and came up with this idea where we have a podcast where we... <clears throat> watch uh, uh, a good movie. Like, an influential movie, a mm-hmm. legitimately good movie. Not like not like a movie that you think is good. Like the way I think Demolition Man is good. <laughs> Demolition Man is good. It is. But it's not 2001 good. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wouldn't make... If I was a film teacher... <laughs> You wouldn't make your students watch hey, Demolition Man? No, I definitely would. I definitely would. That sounds but amazing. for different reasons. <laughs> um, what I was saying I earlier... I did watch Die Hard in a film class. Okay, but Die Hard, I, uh, that is a good movie. Like, legitimately, that's a good movie. Demolition Man is a... Ma- <laughs> okay, we're not talking about Demolition okay. Man. We're talking, about, we're talking a uh, lot about Demolition we Man. We are. We might have to cover it. Um, <laughs> I was saying earlier that... I had been wanting to get back into watching, like, good movies. Like, by good movies, I mean, like, movies that make you think, I yeah. guess. Like, the kind of shit I watched when I was Film in school. Film school movies. Film school movies. Um, because I think the way I put it earlier was I can only watch 30 Rock so many times before mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm an idiot. Yeah. Like, I love 30 Rock. I love the shit that we watch on Netflix, but, like, there's a certain point where I'm just, like, I'm just, I'm watching the same yeah. shit over and over again, and I'm not... It's not really doing anything for us. Not doing anything for my brain. Yeah. So the reason we watched 2001 was because the last weekend we missed it in the theater. Um, They were playing a Kubrick, like, uh, double feature, I think it was, with 2001 and Clockwork Orange. Yeah. And we were going to go for Clockwork Orange. We were going to... No, we were going to go for 2001 and leave for Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Um, And we completely missed it. We completely forgot about it. Yeah. And I was bummed. 
And then I said, like, why don't we just watch it at home? Mm Because we have it. I'm really glad we watched it at home for several reasons. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Which I guess we can get into when we actually talk talk about about the the movie. movie, But we can keep setting up what the hell we're actually doing. What what we're doing. So So I I was thinking about this while we were ending the movie, which not necessarily a spoiler alert. The end of the movie, (laughs) you can kind of zone out. (laughs) Well. Well, uh, at one point I was like, is something else going to happen? And you were like, yeah, but I feel like that was a lie. It was a lie. <laughs> I knew. Well, it, one more thing was going to happen, and it was that he was going to be in a room with his older selves. Well, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> um, 2001 Space Odyssey. So here's, okay, here's what I was thinking about this podcast. So this first episode is just the two of us. Yeah. But we were saying that it, uh, we'll have guests on. Mm-hmm. And the premise of this podcast is going to be that we're going to pick a movie to watch a good movie, mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll watch it. We'll drink. Mm-hmm. We'll then record a podcast immediately after mm-hmm. we talk about the movie. But as far as criteria goes, this is what I was thinking because we watched yeah. we watched two thousand one today. I've seen two thousand one. Mm-hmm. I saw it maybe ten years ago. It's yeah. been a long time. You've never seen it before, correct? And so you were you were saying earlier that like maybe the premise of the podcast should be like the movies that like you want your friends to love. Yeah. Um, so it has to be something that like you're, you're, you're showing someone. Yeah. And so I thought that like, if we have guests on, the guests could pick the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but the criteria has to be that the person, like the person picking the movie, you know, can know it well. Yeah. Or they don't even necessarily have to know it well. They just like, know it's a good movie. Like if, if I was saying I picked 2001 because I knew mm-hmm. it well, I'd be lying because I yeah. haven't seen it in 10 fucking years, but I knew it was a yeah, an amazing movie, and influential. And then the the other criteria has to be that like the person watching it. So either if I'm picking the movie and you're watching it, or if you're picking the movie and I'm watching it, or if we have a guest on, yeah, and they're picking the movie, um, and we're watching it, the person watching it hasn't ha- has to not have seen it before. Which person? Like whoever whoever is watching it, the person not. But picking we're all the movie, watching it. We're all watching it. But the yeah. person, like... Not the picker. The picker has to have seen it, the but picker, the other people yes. possibly have not seen it. Because it's all about, like, introducing people okay. to shit. It's okay. all about, like, kind of discovering yes. things. Yeah. And, like, getting to experience them the first time. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it would be a boring podcast if we were like, let's watch Die Hard. Yeah. We've all seen fucking Die Hard. I think that would be a great podcast. Well, but I understand what you mean. That's for our Die Hard podcast. <laughs> where every episode we talk about Die Hard. Yes. One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can talk about Die Hard with the Vengeance. That's true. No, yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's too good. It's too good diehards. Um, but yeah, I like that idea. Mm. So, if you're listening to this, you <laughs> want to come on the show, this is, this is, we're going to have to put it out there and see if people can come up with movies. Mm-hmm. And it'll be a bit of a process because, like, we've seen a lot of movies. And. But there are movies that I haven't seen. But. That I like, we have. were talking about, so. I was talking about Annie Hall being my movie, maybe. Right, Where right. you've only seen it once, <clears throat> yeah. and it was like, oh, on our first date. Yes. Would that still count? I think that counts. Okay. I do think it counts. Yeah. And I think even, like, Brazil counts, because we both seen mm-hmm. Brazil. We were talking about Brazil earlier, yeah. too. We both seen Brazil, but I can't remember the last fucking time I saw Brazil. Yeah. Like, I we own Brazil. I've seen it a couple times. But I haven't but... seen it in a really long time. Yeah. Um, and, like, even some movies I love... Like uh, any of the Jean-Pierre Genet movies, mm-hmm. 
Like, these aren't the types of movies that you sit down and, like, watch all the time. Yeah. Like... These aren't comfort... Well, mine's a comfort movie, but... <laughs> They're not just like, but it could be your mindless movie. brain yeah. candy movies. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I love this idea because it was what we bonded over when we mm-hmm. first met. Um, I think the second time that we even met each other, we made a list of movies we wanted the other one to see. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily movies that we knew inside and out, but it was like, oh my god, you have to see this. You yeah. have to see this. And we made a list for each other. <clears throat> and then the first time we hung out outside of Red Brick Station, <laughs> we watched like three of those movies like together. Three movies in a row, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, we watched Annie Hall. Persepolis. Persepolis. And I can't remember what the third one was. Because that's a lot of movies to do in one night. Yeah. I can't remember either. Shit. I thought of another one mm-hmm. for us to watch that I haven't seen, but okay. you keep talking about as A Few Good Men. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Which we tried to watch forever ago, and you can't rent it on Amazon. That's crazy. Like, you can only buy it. So, I don't know. If anyone out there has a copy <laughs> of A Few Good <laughs> I'm Men. I'm pretty sure my dad has it. We can borrow it from All my right, dad. We'll borrow it from your dad. Okay. So, I feel like that's, that's our premise of mm-hmm. this podcast. Do you want to get into 2001? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I still can't wrap my mind around what just happened. <laughs> we literally just finished watching 2001 A Space Odyssey, which is approximately 10 years long. Yeah. How long is it? Okay, let me think. So part of, part of watching this movie, um, <laughs> I quarantined my cell phone into the other room because I think I have ADD. Um It's really hard for me to sit still and do nothing and focus. So my phone sat in the dining room while I kept collecting text messages and I couldn't Google the things I wanted to Google. Like, when did this movie come out? Okay. Who the fuck are any of these people in the movie? So who was the composer? So to give you so many questions, I couldn't Google any of them. Let's do some. Let's just do like fact checking right off the bat. 2001 A Space Odyssey, directed by Stanley Kubrick, um, came out in 1968. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Crazy how good it looks. Yeah. Like oh, we were, it's beautiful. We were watching it at one point, like when the, d- during the space docking scene. Yeah. And I just said, like, this must have blown people the fuck away. Yeah. <laughs> when they saw this in theaters. Even like, God, just the shot composition in the tunnels in the space station. Mm-hmm. Like, I think. At one point, just the door opened and a woman walked through, and I just went, oh, my God. <laughs> and that was before she started beautiful. walking upside down. Yeah, that was before she fucking walked in a loop-de-loop <laughs> around the ceiling. It just is beautiful. Yeah, you literally said, oh, my God, just the shot cup is right yeah. And then she walked upside down, and you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, how? Why? How is this happening? It's uh, two hours and 29 minutes. Okay. Which, honestly, is not as long as I thought. No, it, it feels way it feels, longer. It feels a lot longer. There's probably like three whole pages of dialogue. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> who is that one guy? Oh, Dr. Haywood. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Do- Dr. Haywood. What is... Oh, Floyd. Fucking IMDB. Haywood Floyd. Haywood oh, Floyd. yeah. Haywood R. Floyd. So there's this actor in it, the character Dr. Haywood Floyd, that absolutely sounds like a British guy doing an American yeah. accent. Yeah, so is he British? He was born in Oakland, California. How is that possible? He's American. Oh my god. His name's William, Sir- William Sylvester. 
That sounds like a fake American name. <laughs> All of his inflections were like, very I, British. I, uh, I don't understand that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. American born lead and second lead actor trained in England. Okay. Appeared in 50s and 60s British pictures. That's what I said. Yeah. I was like, it sounds like an American who lives in England. Yeah. Like, like he Absolutely. has an American accent, but British but, inflections. Yeah. Oh my God, it was so confusing because he would start out a sentence sounding British and then he would end it sounding American and it was yeah. very confusing. He was like, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you about this mission. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Um... <laughs> the guy who played Dave Bowman is named mm-hmm. Keir Dully. What? It sounds like a German, like the Germaniest German name. Keir? Keir. Where, where was he raised Raised and born? This is very interesting. Raised and born. Uh, tall, slim, remote, and boyishly handsome. <laughs> Jesus Christ, IMDb. Come on. Uh, born in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, all these guys are just Americans. Okay. <laughs> just like straight up Americans. Um, okay, so... What are your thoughts on 2001 in a nutshell? I don't even know where to start. I don't even know what to say. Because so little happened. Okay, let me start at the beginning with the dawn of man. There's monkeys. Yep, there's there's monkeys. You said it looked like uh, we were watching History of the World Part 1. Yes, absolutely. Looked like a Mel Brooks movie. Um... And continue to look like a Mel Brooks movie for a while because there were people in monkey suits. I did take some notes about what you were saying. Oh, good. <laughs> um, you did say, I want one of these monkeys to say, man, we should just like build a house. <laughs> they really looked like they were on the verge of just being like, hey, guys, yeah, guys. come on. We're hiding under rocks from a jaguar. Some <laughs> Let's build a fucking house. That shot, someone, like there was definitely a grip holding a cheetah. That threw a cheetah <laughs> off of a rock onto a, a child in an ape costume. I don't understand how that happened. There's that shot where just like a, a cheetah or a jaguar, I don't know, whatever. A big cat. A big cat. What, if, what was I saying? Laser leopard. Laser leopard. We called him oh, yeah, laser eyes. Calling him laser leopards. Okay, so a laser leopard <laughs> yeah. jumped off of like a rock from like out of frame. It just started attacking a guy. Yeah. It was <laughs> just like going nuts on this guy in a monkey suit. Yeah. Which I can't see that and not think, how did they shoot this? Yeah. Like, they didn't have the CG for that. They just threw a leopard on a guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. The answer is Stanley Kubrick famously (laughs) tortured his actors. Um, And I was thinking, like, half the time I was thinking, wow, these ape costumes are amazing. And Mm. then the other half time I was thinking, these ape costumes are terrible. Horrible. Yeah. Some of the close-ups looked great. And some looked atrocious. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. I... It felt like too much time spent with the monkeys for me, but there was also a lot of time spent on everything. <clears throat> well, so, okay. So. so going into the movie, I like I said, I've seen it like one time, and it was yeah. like ten years ago. But there were things I knew mm-hmm. that were going to happen. One of the things I knew was going to happen was we we're going to watch approximately forty minutes of monkeys <laughs> in the beginning of the movie, which we timed it was actually about it, twenty. Yeah, it was like twenty six. It feels of like monkeys. forty though. I was like, okay, there's going to be a lot of monkeys in the beginning of this movie. <laughs> Monkeys learning to use bones to smash other bones and then smash other monkeys. There's there's going to be a lot of slow motion uh, space uh, spaceship scenes set mm-hmm. to classical music. Yeah. Which are amazing. Yeah. Uh, I remembered the HAL stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And then I and then I remembered the end of the movie. <laughs> the fucking trippy ass acid trip. Yeah. That uh even as we were watching it this time and I've looked this movie up before and like read about it and even as we were watching it I was like what the what the what what the fuck? I feel like I have a lot of research I'm going to need to do. Um okay. You said at one point what do you think is going to take over first, monkeys, computers, <laughs> or China? It's a good game. Yeah. I said immediately because, computers. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just know that monkeys these days are capable of using tools and weapons, and it's kind of terrifying. And they do have a track record of, of ripping us apart. Absolutely. <laughs> they are so much stronger than us, and they're becoming really intellectually advanced. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, I feel like they're a threat. One of them touched a monolith. <laughs> a couple of them touched it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which, by the way, I, I'm sure it's been said a million times, but that thing looked cool. The monolith? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a, it was just such a great design. Yeah. Like, just, like, really simple and mysterious and foreboding. So, okay, so, like... I, 2001, it's a classic movie. Like, it's safe to say it's up there with Citizen Kane, mm-hmm. Godfather, Gone, like, Gone with the Wind. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was just reading a tiny bit about it before we started uh, recording that, like, it's it's been it's been regarded as one of the best slash most influential movies yeah. of all time for a while now. Yeah. Like, for a very long time. And, like, it's crazy. It had to have been crazy for you to watch this movie after having seen 30 years worth of parodies. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we're watching and the whole time I'm ke- I keep thinking like, oh, this reminds me of this. This reminds me of this. Yeah. Oh, the model looks like this other thing. Oh, Hal sounds like this other thing. Yeah. It's it's insane how influential it's been for me to have gone almost 30 years consuming all the other media around it and yeah. not that. That's pretty much how I felt like when I watched The Godfather the first time, or when I watched mm-hmm. Citizen Kane the first time. But yeah. just like now, I get all these Simpsons jokes. <laughs> it's just, I get it now. There, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that specifically reminded me of Interstellar. Yeah, that like was very, crazy. very, very specifically. To, I don't even remember the name of the robot on that ship, but the robot was very monolith shaped. Yeah. Um, which the monolith isn't a robot, but I mean it's the same goddamn thing, but it's got legs. Um, to the video chat with his daughter, like almost like almost it's like almost the beginning of the whole fucking movie, and even the end of the movie with the crazy trippy. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. Just flat light visual show. light show. Yeah, it looks so much like the end of the movie. Ooh, sorry. When he goes um, into the black hole, yeah, yeah, it looks a lot like the black hole at the end of and at the end of Interstellar. I, that's crazy because, like when we saw Interstellar, I was you know I thought like well obviously it's influenced by two thousand one like every fucking space movie is influenced yeah. by two thousand one it's almost impossible not to be like it's yeah. ingrained in our subconscious at this point. But watching two thousand one, it was kind of funny to be like, but really though like. It was very influenced by 2001. Yeah. Like, crazily so. I hadn't I hadn't realized when we saw Interstellar how similar 
so much of the aesthetic was. Yeah. And like almost to a point where I were now I'm thinking like Okay, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, uh, some things were just way too specific. Like, almost too much of a... It's not like homage Yeah. It's a little rip off I can't really... Uh, I'm sure I'm missing something, but I can't really think of another space-based movie where a father's watching a video of his daughter. Yeah. Has that happened any other fucking time other <clears throat> than those two movies? Probably, but... But... Comparatively, yeah, <laughs> they're so very similar. Yeah, and like even just like um, thematically, yeah, like there aren't a lot of space movies that are are as heady as like yeah. two thousand one or Interstellar. And Interstellar comes along as like we're a serious movie. I'm just like oh, <laughs> You're just trying to be two thousand one. Um. When he threw the bone up in the air, this is still the beginning of the movie. This is still the first twenty minutes of the fucking movie. We we stopped. I stopped taking notes at a certain point because at a certain point you stop talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at a certain point, I definitely just had like brows furrowed and jaw <laughs> open for um, a while. He threw the bone up in the air. I think is when he said, "I actually feel like I need to be drunker for this." <laughs> yeah. And then and then when he threw the bone up in the air, there's that great famous match yeah. pad where the bone is, is, is spinning and then it just cuts to a space station a spaceship spinning mm-hmm. it's a match cut I said to you I was like I literally just got goosebumps because I knew that a famous match cut was about <laughs> to happen which was like the nerdiest film nerd thing to say <laughs> and then you said I especially love match cuts and then you whispered I'm an editor <laughs> Which was which was wonderful. That's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. I wish you hadn't written that down. I it's adorable. That I was too just thrown off by the dichotomy of that to even fucking notice the match cut. But was, I love that you pointed it out. Yeah, it was very jarring. It's just like fuck, we're in space. We skipped <laughs> well, no, a lot. We skipped a we couple. We skipped a lot. Million years. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff has been happening on Earth, and uh, we just uh, blew uh, right past it. Yeah. Monkeys and then uh, space. Yeah. You said that, that you want to go to the 60s version of the future, which I absolutely agree with. The 60s aesthetic of what they imagine the future and space to be is so fucking beautiful and perfect. It's so it's imaginative and creative. And now. I, yeah, <laughs> I wish it was now too. Yeah. I just, I don't even know what our vision of the future is right now. I feel like it's a lot bleaker and a lot less fun. It's definitely a a lot lot less fun. A lot less colorful. Like, there's no life in it. Like, the people, you know, and this movie came out before the fucking moon landing. Yeah. And I guess people just had, like, the highest hopes for space exploration. And now we're decades past that and we're very jaded. And now we're just like, oh, we went to space. There's nothing fucking on the moon. Yeah. Just like a fucking desert, whatever. And now we're just very jaded where we've explored everything we can at the moment in space. Um, And and now our vision of the future is not very hopeful or imaginative or colorful or interesting. Yeah. Or beautiful the way that it was in the 60s. where It's like just like boundless imagination. And, And like... We are jaded because we have 
the future already. Like we yeah. have. They've uh, got they they're fucking looking at iPods in the movie. Yeah. They've got in-flight entertainment on the back of their seats. That's shit that didn't exist at the time. Yeah. When when the iPhone first came out, um like the literally the day it came out, I was working at Starbucks and some guy came in to get a coffee and he he was like a regular customer, but he had waited in line all night to get an iPhone. <laughs> and he paid like, you know, six hundred dollars to mm-hmm. get an iPhone. And it was the first iPhone. So yeah. by by our standards now, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. But he held his iPhone up and he's like, I just got the new iPhone and he was doing he was swiping, mm-hmm. which is the first time we had ever seen that. Yeah. And, and I was like, this is Star Trek. Like, you yeah. are literally holding Star Trek in your hands. Like, it, it's science fiction, which is crazy. Um, and we're now so far past that point. And, like, technology is, it just keeps going that, yeah, I, it's it's weird that we have all of this crazy technology. Mm-hmm. And that when you watch, like, a movie from 1968 where they look, where they're showing, you know, space flight, just like, that looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that looks way cooler than what we have now. Yeah. Oh. We had all those cute chairs. I just, I also love that like '60s and '70s aesthetic of the future. That's like, that just doesn't exist and will never exist because yeah. it was analog. Yeah. Like it was, it just wasn't digital. It was all, it was, uh, it's the same type of thing in Alien. Like mm-hmm. Alien takes place in the future, but everything is so, I don't know. Everything is like kind of bulky. Yeah. It's a lot bulkier. It's a lot um, more interestingly built. Yeah. Now it would just be like a big flat wall with some, some screens and you yeah. just touch everything. and Nothing makes beep boop sounds. Yeah. Nothing's very colorful. Everything would be silent. And there's light. like one screen. There's not a wall of screens. There's just one. Yeah. You can open a, a different tab if you want to, but that's about <laughs> it. Um, <clears throat> uh, Are you going to hear the like low rumbling of Delilah throughout this entire thing? Yeah, I can hear it. She's the loudest shit. Our our loud ass here. cat is sitting next to us, Get just out going. Here. Um, there is a guy wearing a terrible suit. He said, "Look at that guy's suit. He looks like a brick wall." He did. It looks it was the a pattern, terrible suit. The pattern of the suit was like a brick wall. That's the, that's a bad suit. That is so far from the most interesting part of this movie. <laughs> um, when they were talking about when when when. Uh, what's his name? Hey, Hayes, Hayesbert Floyd? Haywood. Haywood. When he was giving his little speech about how everything was, uh, they had just discovered the monolith on the moon and mm-hmm. the need for secrecy, you said, yeah. you said, <laughs> wouldn't it be easier to just murder them all? <laughs> he was going on and on about the secrecy of the mission and how everyone hated the idea that they were talking about. Yeah. But, like the cover story was, um, some sort of like disease or something epidemic epidemic he kept yeah. just saying epidemic and I'm like yeah, epidemic cover, can mean a lot of things well he kept saying that the cover story was an epidemic and mm. he also kept talking about how everyone including him hated that idea but yeah. like you guys better keep it a secret anyway <laughs> To which point I just thought. And then I love It that would be a lot easier if you just killed these seven other people. I love that they went down to the moon where they had found the monolith and the first and thing they did was they posed in front of it yeah. for a picture, which is very realistic. Uh, yeah. That is one hundred percent the first thing that any anybody would do. Absolutely. Uh, check out this thing. We touched it. Oops. <laughs> now we're evolving. Um <clears throat> 
Those guys were eating uh, sandwiches with the crusts cut off. You said, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with these guys? They're grown-ass astronauts. They can't eat sandwiches with crusts. And then probably about an hour of the movie went by without me taking any notes. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was during the light show. Uh-huh. You said, I feel like he's trying to make me insane, and it's working. Yes. And by he, Absolutely. you're talking about Cooper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then very shortly after that, you said, does anything else happen? Yeah. And you lied and said that it did. Technically, it did. Still it one did. more scene. Yeah, technically it did. We got to see the floating space baby. <laughs> Is that him as a baby? So what do you think? See you- the size of the planet? I don't know what I think. <laughs> I don't know... Uh, well, you got... I can only base my <clears throat> my idea of what happened off of Interstellar, which is black hole leads to looping timelines. Mm-hmm. You uh, figured out the main symbology metaphor of the movie or whatever pretty quickly, which is... You called the monolith the tree of life? Yeah. Or tree of knowledge. Tree of knowledge. And essentially, you, you I mean, you figured out pretty quickly. <laughs> I feel like that's all I got. Because after that, I don't know what the fuck happened. The the monolith is a metaphor for evolution. Yeah. Which I didn't, I didn't fucking get when I saw the movie when I was in college, which was like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw the movie and I was like, what the fuck is this monolith? Yeah. I don't get it at all. And I had to like read about it and be like, oh, like that's why you see the apes in the beginning. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, they're dumb apes and then this monolith comes along mm-hmm. to push them forward yeah. in evolution. So the same thing is happening to us. We found the monolith on the moon. So it's pushing us forward so, in But evolution. then what did that do for those guys? Because for the apes they show you, I guess they're picking up bones to bang on other bones. Mm-hmm. But what did it do to the humans? Maybe, like, the knowledge to explore space. See, this is where this is where I lose. But they were already in space. They were already in space, but they weren't like in deep see, space. See, af- after that, they went to Jupiter, which like yeah. we can't do. Yeah. And they were like, in, those people were in hypersleep. Um, this is yeah. This is where, and I'm not going to look it up now because mm-hmm. that, I think that would be uninteresting <laughs> just for me to be reading about it on the podcast. But I do sort of lose the greater message of the movie <laughs> towards the end. Um, <clears throat> I always figured that when the guy, Dave, mm-hmm. I always figured that when he finds the third monolith, he's evolving. But I don't know mm-hmm. exactly like why it's represented as that crazy-ass vision he has. Yeah. Where he sees himself growing older and then turning into a fetus. The only Being reborn. The only thing I can think of is that it unsticks him from time, where uh, he doesn't see time as linear anymore. Yeah. He can now see it as four dimensions. As, yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically like he's seeing in four dimensions. He can see his beginning and his end and everything in between. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> I don't know what the benefit of that would be. It sure looks awful. It, it sure, doesn't look like something I would experience at all. It sure looked pants shittingly terrifying <laughs> <Yeah>. as uh, <laughs> because of his reactions where he was just screaming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it didn't look fun at all. Oh my um, god. But that's the only thing I could imagine. Yeah. It's just kind of moving him out of our our the way we experience time. I love the on Earth. The thing I, and the thing I love about this movie, which I think is the thing that's 
stands the t- the test of time the best. Mm-hmm. The thing I love about this movie is that nestled within this two and a half hour long movie, which mm-hmm. is exploring like existentialism and evolution, yeah. and like just mankind and all that, is this story of a homicidal robot. Yeah, <laughs> like that happens homicidal in the middle spaceship. of the movie, and it doesn't. I mean, I'm sure it has clear um, relationships to the greater plot of the movie with the monoliths. It probably, I mean, it probably all has to do with, like, creation. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. I, it has to be about us creating artificial intelligence. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we've had that discussion a million times. Yeah. <laughs> just about whether it's right or wrong and, and all that stuff. I just think it's crazy that they, you know, this story exists in 1968. It's been yeah. done a million times since then. Yeah. Um, but that that whole section is fucking amazing. Oh, it's and incredible. So nerve-wracking. <laughs> I even knew I, how it was going to end, and I'm still like, Ugh! Yeah. One of the reasons I was glad that we watched it at home was that at one point, I don't even remember when. I was just thinking to myself, if we saw this in the theater, I would be having a panic attack right about here. Oh, God. So, yeah, I'm I c- glad we were at home. I can't even figure out which part that would be. Well, I don't even remember. It was after the Hal stuff. I don't know. Ever since I heard the song Space Oddity as a kid, I've been <laughs> terrified of, like, floating off into space. Yeah. As if that's some kind of real threat. Was what was the guy's name Frank Poole that that <clears throat> happened to in the movie? The, I didn't the, know he had a last name, but oh. his name was Frank. Oh yeah, yeah, Frank. Yeah, as soon as he starts floating away, I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> when he's floating away, why don't you have a tether? You said, you said this. This is one of my greatest irrational fears. Yeah, and it truly is. We saw gravity. You definitely. I think you were having. Uh, I think we both had a panic absolutely attack. Absolutely had a panic attack. I definitely cried in the car after that movie. Yeah. That was upsetting. Uh, and, like, part of it is, like, the heavy breathing, and then the breathing gets faster, and I, <laughs> I'm i trying to not match it, and it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and Ugh. everything is moving so fucking painfully slow. Like, everything's just moving way too slow. Yeah. I, like it's, I would love to see it in the theater now that I've already experienced it and know what's going to happen. Yeah. If I had seen it for the first time in the theater, I would have had a goddamn panic attack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just such a good movie. Yeah. It's so well it's done. It's a great movie. It's so good. It's so well done. I'm just like sitting there watching. Even at the end, when we're wa- like at the end where um, it gets insane. Yeah. And you're just watching a light show for probably 15 minutes. <laughs> it's so long. <laughs> At first I was like, this looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like close-up shots of jellyfish. And then it just looked like kind of negative hue shots of a desert. Yeah. I was just like, okay. Yeah, when it got to I'm the landscape... I'm ready for something to happen. When it got to the landscape shots, I was like, all right. Yeah. Because like, before that, when it was like the crazy light show, and then mm. you're seeing like a lot of weird abstract shit. Yeah, the abstract shit was was. It where, was fascinating, and, and that was where I was thinking, like, even though I'm just sitting here watching abstract shapes and colors, yeah. um, like set to this music, it's still it like breathtaking. Yeah, it's it's still like a feat of 
filmmaking. Yeah. Um, it's the opposite of Demolition Man. <laughs> <laughs> what if Demolition Man, like, in the middle of the movie, just had a sequence like that? <laughs> I'd turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester Stallone puts that, like... Remember when he puts the, the sex helmet on? Oh, God. And he and Sandra Bullock are, like, having, like, helmet sex. Ew, Yeah. <laughs> What if, like, when he put that sex helmet on, it just, like, played that sequence from 2001 in its entirety for, like, 15 minutes? 100% I would turn it off. (laughs) Yeah. I do love Demolition Man. It's a good movie. (laughs) Um, well, I don't know how, I mean, I don't really have anything else to say about 2001. I don't know. I was hoping you would explain the end of it to me. I know. But I don't think you know. No, I like when it was happening, I realized that I didn't know. <laughs> and I was like, and fuck, like, she's going to ask me. <laughs> and I'm going to frantically look at Wikipedia, which I did, and it was not helpful. <laughs> Wikipedia just says, uh, he turns into a fetus. And I'm like, thanks, like Wikipedia. Like a giant earth sized fetus. Yeah. Not just any old fetus. <laughs> Not a just giant Earth-sized fetus Huge floating next to Earth. Space baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, is that is that supposed to be real? I don't know. See, and here's where this goes into this being our first episode of this podcast. Next mm. time we can do more research, or whoever's yeah. whoever's the whoever's the picker. Yeah. can do their research. If also, I don't anticipate every movie we watch being this uh, <laughs> dense. And Hetty. Yeah. Uh, Annie Hall won't raise this many questions. And, like, I certainly... Like, I was the picker for this episode. I, You know, I picked 2001. We watched 2001 because you haven't seen it before. But I don't know that much about 2001. Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, an expert on it. Certainly. there's. But I still think that's an okay way to watch a movie. Yeah. No. I mean, when people saw it in the theater for the very first time, they didn't fucking know what was going to happen. Well, exactly. They didn't know yeah, what yeah, was yeah. going to happen. They didn't have the opportunity to even do any research they on it. They left the theater doing the same thing we're doing right now, which is, what the fucking what? Yeah. <laughs> that was great, but what? Yeah. And they went home and they, and they drank. <laughs> they talked about Kennedy. Blame them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It was great. I was glad we watched it. Me too. I'm glad to have glad watched I it again. I finally saw it. Yeah. It's crazy to see such an influential movie like this late in life as a media consumer. Oh, and as to, like as a film major. Yeah. I I got that shit all the I'm okay, so like I haven't seen Taxi Driver. Me neither. And I got shit for that. Like when I was in school, there was uh, one of my Hook. one of my teachers. That's not a good movie. <laughs> and fuck you, anyone who says it is. It's not. It's not a good movie. Um, Minority Report is so much better than Hook. <laughs> I was talking about how much I love Minority Report earlier. Um, what was they saying? Something about Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. I, I, I had a teacher, Scott Kecken, in college, um, who gave me so much shit for not having seen Taxi Driver. I think I just mentioned not having seen Taxi Driver. Mm. And he was like, you're in film school. And I was like, yeah, I know. He's like, I can't believe it. And I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I said that I should see it. 
<laughs> I'm aware that it's a good movie, I guess. <laughs> Fucking no. You know what I got that that argument about uh-huh. was David Lynch movies. Ah. Like, you haven't seen a David Lynch movie? Oh, You're boy. in film school. And then I watched Blue Velvet, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> this is why I don't watch his fucking movies. <laughs> I could do without seeing any other of his movies ever. We should watch Dune. It's... That can be your next pick. It's but not... it won't be for a while. It is not as terrifying as blue velvet obviously because dennis hopper isn't in it <laughs> dude is weird see i don't even remember if dude's a good movie because i saw it like one time and it was one of those things i like i rented it on netflix because it was one of those movies where i'm like oh mm-hmm. i've never seen dude it's david lynch i should probably see this movie and i watched it and i i think i remember liking it but i also remember thinking uh i don't feel like this is a very david lynchy movie and then like the david lynchiest thing ever suddenly happened like 10 minutes in the movie i was like oh okay now it is it's fucking yeah, weird i could do without that <sighs> it's just not my thing yeah that's understandable i don't know i don't even know what it is i already know whatever it is is not, it's not my your thing. thing which is understandable which also i can say about david lynch fans they are notoriously pretentious about that type about well, like it's a if, very if you don't like it they're just like well you're stupid then because you don't get david lynch like i don't think david lynch gets david lynch he's a crazy person he's got a very specific aesthetic mm-hmm. and he's got some shit going on and it's not my thing yeah that's all yeah like that's fine for other people that enjoy this level of insanity, I don't enjoy it. I just don't. I feel like I'm a medium it's David Lynch. not a judgment. <laughs> I feel like I'm a medium David Lynch fan. Mm-hmm. I loved Twin Peaks. I yeah. hated the Twin Peaks movie. Uh, I have liked some of his stuff I've seen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I feel like there's some people we know who are like avid David Lynch, like, fanatics. I would say Anna Marie's a David Lynch uh. I, w- I wouldn't say fanatic, but I would mm-hmm. say she's way more into David Lynch than I am. Gotcha. She's probably seen all of his movies. I don't know if I've ever talked to her about it. No. I think I have. I just get the I get the impression she's way more into his brand of crazy than I am. Yeah. Well, that's kind of all I have to say about 2001. I feel like I had more things to say. I know. Well, the end of the movie really kills your brain. It really does. Well, <laughs> God, what... <laughs> We took a couple breaks while we were watching this. One of the breaks was immediately after he shuts down Hal, and John just paused it and says, so do you want to make another drink? (laughs) (laughs) Just like, I don't know if I can live anymore, but okay. (laughs) I think I forgot how to stand and walk. I could feel your body clenching. Oh my God. It was just amazing. Yeah. It was, oh, God. It was just so tense and weird and amazing. I would say, so, like, yeah, if, you, if you're listening to this, if you haven't seen 2001. Sorry we, for spoiling it all. Well, yeah, first kind of all, of. sorry for spoiling it all. Kind of. But that's, but that's the thing. You could still have, you could still listen to all that and still yeah. watch it and be like, holy fuck, this movie. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a lot. I see the... <laughs> There's so much nothing that happens. Yeah. There's so many long shots of, like, literally nothing is happening. There's no dialogue for, like... 26 minutes. 26 minutes into the movie. 
that, like, the only thing I could grab onto was, I know at some point a robot says, I can't do that, Dave. I know at some point that's going to happen. That's going to get me to some part in this movie. That's, like, the one thing I can look forward to. Yeah. So, like, I won't say this for every movie. Um, what I would say about 2001 is that for for all the parts that you might not be super into, like mm-hmm. the ending... Yeah. Um, or the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Just skip 30 minutes in and and skip 30 minutes of the no, end. See, I, don't, I, I would even skip it. I'm just saying, like, for any of the parts that you might not be that into. Skipped, I could have skipped the monkeys. Um, you, like, for the parts that work, they work so well. And yeah. they're so fucking iconic and good. Oh, my God. And it's just, like, it's just, it is filmmaking at its fucking height. Like, yeah. It's just, like, it's just... A plus filmmaking, so that like e- even for the parts where you're like, hold, like what the fuck is this that I'm watching? Yeah, there's then the whole part with Hal where you're like, yeah. holy shit, this is amazing. This yeah, is good. So it's like absolutely worth worth seeing. That I, that's what I say. I wouldn't say that about every movie because there's plenty of movies where it's just like, well, yeah, that part was good, but the rest of it blew. Yeah, like I didn't see. Uh, <laughs> I just thought you were going to say Demolition Man again. No, everything about Demolition Man is awesome. <laughs> All of it's great. Even Rob Schneider. <laughs> um, oh, God. <laughs> uh, was it Batman versus Superman? Batman versus Superman just came out in theaters. and You I, haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. And I was going to see it, and I didn't. Um, I haven't seen it. And I've heard, you know, a lot of criticisms and stuff like... Uh, this movie sucks. Everything about it slow and boring. Um, but you know the fight between Batman and Superman is really cool. I'm just like that doesn't There's make up for one the- fight. Yes, yes. That doesn't make up for an entire movie being terrible. So like I would say the, the opposite is mm-hmm. you know 2001, where it's like there's a there's there's a specific section that's amazing, and the rest of it can be slow and boring but it's still good yeah it's still good it's not just get really drunk yeah or really high that's it's probably great if you're into that sort of thing yeah i was thinking that like i i totally get why people get high and watch this movie yeah (laughs) absolutely makes perfect sense totally i would recommend it's probably just like getting high and watching like a pink floyd light show (laughs) that's why people watch lava lamps really interesting yeah um all right so uh, our verdict is get high and watch 2001 <laughs> <laughs> and if you figure out uh what the end means what was the space baby let us know email us at podcast at this is 65.com <laughs> that's our email address i'm not going to mm-hmm. change it nope even though this is not going to be called this is 65 the podcast we'll think of a name at some point it'll be called something else but it'll be under the umbrella of uh this is 65 Sorry, I'm burping. You should talk. It's okay. Uh, oh, hey, Delilah. I was just thinking if Chris was here, he'd probably say under the umbrella tree. Is that a thing? That's a thing. Okay. I can't remember what it is. Well, join us next time <laughs> when we uh, will have a guest. Yeah. Probably whose name is Chris Hopefully a podcast title. Yeah, hopefully a podcast title. Uh, and Maybe yeah. a clearer premise. I think our premise is pretty clear. Mm. Considering this is considering we thought of this like two hours ago, well, it's not that bad. But it it is a recurring theme in yes. our 
lives together. Yeah. Which is getting drunk and talking about movies. Yeah. Almost every time. Yeah. Almost every time we get drunk, the two of us, like, you know, alone, mm-hmm. we just end up talking about movies. Yeah. It's started. It's been like that since the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> since the like, very beginning. It'll be like that until we're dead. <laughs> Good. I hope so. High five. All right. So we'll catch you next time. <clears throat> I gotta drink a lot of water. <laughs> drink too much vodka today. Yeah, it was a lot of vodka. All right. Bye. Bye. Hello, movie club fans. It's Jonathan. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to our first ever episode. We recorded that, oh, months ago, like legitimately, like a long time ago. This is a podcast we have been talking about doing for a long time. We watched 2001 uh, a long time ago and decided, ooh, this should be the first time that we record a movie club uh, podcast. So we recorded it and then, uh, I don't know, I feel like I feel like we were still working on Popsucket maybe, I don't know. We had a lot of stuff come up and, you know, it never got going until recently. So as you're listening to this now, the actual launch of our new podcast, Movie Club, is is a lot longer uh, away than the first time we recorded our episode, which is why the episode you just listened to, we're talking about like, ooh, what should we name this podcast? Uh, and et cetera, et cetera. But anyway... I hope you liked listening to it. Uh, I just wanted to let you know, our next episode, we will be discussing the Woody Allen movie, Annie Hall. Annie Hall is one of Becca's favorite movies, maybe Becca's favorite movie ever. And I've seen it, but I've seen it once, and I, I was just telling her, the only thing I remember from Annie Hall is Woody Allen sneezing into cocaine and Sigourney Weaver is in a cameo at the end of the movie and you can't see her or something like that so we will be watching any hall and discussing it so that will be episode two and you should keep listening to movie club because we've got a couple of really awesome episodes coming up that we've already recorded that i'm excited about we'll be talking about uh some very famous uh sci-fi movies and uh some very famous uh david lynch a uh, movie slash TV show. I wonder what that could be. Hmm. Both of those things are pretty topical if you're listening to this in spring of 2017. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Anyway, we'll see you next time on Movie Club, where we talk about Annie Hall. <laughs>